Hi, and welcome back. We are on episode nine of Only Murders in the Building. So we have two more episodes after this. Well, including this, um, which is awesome and great. There's about 28 days till the new season premieres. I'm very excited. Um, What else? As I was taking notes for this episode, my boyfriend was like, are you writing down the whole screenplay? Why do you keep pausing? And I was like, because I'm taking notes for my podcast. He was like, why? And I was like, you don't get it. He's like, this show is weird. And I told him he was weird um, and that he could leave if he didn't like it. And that's what he did. So we are on episode nine, nine called Double Time. Uh, the episode opens with Jan saying, I'll, well, we then see images of her playing a bassoon. She goes over to say, New York in the winter is no friend of the bassoon. A cold instrument will go flat on you. And it like pans over to the front of the building. We hear sirens and we see like police cars and ambulances. And we're in Jan's apartment and Charles is kind of like kneeling over her body. Because remember, she was stabbed at the end of the last episode. We hear her again say, it takes extra time and care to warm her up, to make her feel comfortable in your hands again. And we see her, while she's still like laying face down, like slowly reach and grab for Charles' hand. And we hear him and it sounds not muffled, but his voice, it almost sounds like a dream, like she's in and out of consciousness. Um, he's telling her that, you know, they're getting help to hold on. Help is coming. Help, help, help. Uh, she goes on to say, I've avoided giving my bassoon a name like Betty. Referring to think of her as a beautiful stranger to make it special every time I pick her up. Like we're meeting for the first time, learning we might play well with each other if we might work as one. Um, and at that same time, we see Charles and her walking what is either her apartment or his apartment. Um, and there are get well balloons, plants, and cards everywhere. And then we hear her say, which is the only way it can work. And we see her and Charles like fidgeting with a bassoon, putting it together. And they're like looking through parts of it like a telescope. Um, then we see we they are in Charles's apartment. He's he's taking care of her, helping her through her recovery. Um, she still has her concert tomorrow and she she really wants to do it. And uh, all she has to do is sit there and blow. You know, Charles giggles. She giggles. He liked hearing her say that. Um, it was it was a more mature adult version of that's what she said. Because um, the woman who plays Jan also played Jan on The Office. So she's been typecasted as a Jan. 
And, you know, Charles would love to get the guy who did this to her. You know, he thinks Howard the cat guy. Because she thought or thinks Howard the cat guy is a suspect in Tim's murder. And he would, he would snap his leg off like he snapped off Evelyn's leg from the freezer. Gross. Remember that, though. Um, and she, she gives Charles a weird look and he's like, oh, I, I never told you that story. And then he goes on to say like that they should have mentioned Howard was a suspect to the cops. But Jan's like, but there's really no evidence. And she also never saw the person that did this to her. Um, and you know. They can't, they can't let themselves get distracted because, you know, Oliver had his sting poisoning his dog Winnie theory, you know, and Mabel, <clears throat> excuse me, with the jewelry and the Demises. And he's holding up like a newspaper, New York Times, New York Post, one of those. Um, and it's got a picture of Teddy Demas on it with some various headlines referring to at least the crime the Demises did commit with Zoe's death and the cover-up and all that. Um, Charles goes on to say he has to leave the podcast. Jan means more to him. He's got to go somewhere sunny with her. They're going to go on a trip. And uh, his phone rings, and it ends up being the front desk guy building person I don't know what you call them a doorman it was it turned out to be the doorman Lester and Pataki Pataki his stunt double is on their way up and he seems like annoyed by it um played by the wonderful Jane Lynch um I did watch Glee. I thought she was great in it. I wasn't obsessed with Glee, but I did watch it. Jane Lynch was perfect casting in both. And the way she dresses up just like Steve and everything. Perfect. Um, Jane asks this, about this person, like, who are they? Um. They stop by every year when, like, the big stunt awards are in town. And, you know, there's still, like, she still thinks they're, like, best buds. It's just, it's bad timing. They have a complicated history. And then when he opens the door, they're, like, best friends. Nothing ever happened. He never said any of these words. Like, come on, Charles. If you don't like the person, just tell them. God, it's 2022. Well, when the show was filmed, it's 2021. Just tell the person how you really feel. Um, he opens, he opens the door and they're literally dressed alike. They're both in like some sort of white button down, could be a dickie, like a navy blue sweater, dark pants. They both have glasses on, white hair. She is slightly thinner than him, but identical. Um, she sees Jan and she goes, who do we have here? 
And then we hear a voiceover of Oliver correcting um, the last episode, saying the true killer of Tim Kono is not Theo or Teddy Dimas. And they have to publish what they call a retraction. And now they're going to publish as they go. And they're still the first podcast to do that. First true, true crime podcast to do that. Um, somehow they're still sponsored by Demas's Deli. So apparently that conglomerate still likes it, I guess. Doesn't matter what Teddy thinks. Whatever. Um, Oscar and Mabel are talking about who still may have done it. And anyone who has gotten notes left on their apartment door or slid in under their apartment door has either led to a dog being poisoned or being stabbed. Um, Oscar then walks in because they're in Mabel's apartment and his face has been shaved and Mabel's not sure how she feels about it, but he needed to clean up because he's going to go meet a lawyer upstate. And um, talk about clearing his name. Because he didn't kill Zoe. So he needs to clear his name and figure out something for the last 10 years he wasted in jail. Because he didn't do it. Um, He's happy that the Demises are in trouble for what they did and not them. She's not sure about the clean face and he goes to give her a little... And uh, she likes having the clean face. And now we see Oliver coming out of a, the elevator. And he's got like a big box in his hand. And he's headed towards his apartment. Um, he sees a note on his door. And it happens to be an eviction notice. And he's miffed a little. Probably kind of embarrassed. You know, he's, he's being evicted. We're now back at Charles's apartment. And Pataki's telling stories about a gator and all these other little tidbits and stories from, you know, their time together on Brazos. And she asks them how long they've been together. And Jan's like, oh, we've only been together like six weeks-ish. Um, half this time has been, you know, me in recovery from my stabbing. And uh, Pataki goes on to say, oh, of course, right as the podcast heats up, you know, you're going to Tarantino this man. I'm not quite sure what that means. I know who Tarantino is, but I don't understand the verbiage or the analysis. Uh, he's going to blow up like Tarantino because Tarantino is wild. Like just as things are heating up, he's going to become famous. Is that what she means? That's what I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with that's what she means. Um, Pataki's phone rings. It's her agent. She has to answer the call. So, you know, she takes it. Charles mentions that Saz, being her first name, was more popular on set and was better at everything than him. And, uh, she was even better with his ex-girlfriends because she stole his ex-girlfriend Cookie, left him for her. Saz gets off the phone and mentions that she's got a new project coming up. She's going to be 
Tilda Swinton's new stunt double. And they literally have the same measurements. And then there's a knock on the door. Um, Mabel and Oscar show up. Jan answers it. She asks, you know, how are they doing as they walk into the apartment? And they see what they assume is Charles looking at the bulletin board with all the suspects and the evidence on it. And um, Saz turns and looks at them and scares the shit out of them. And Mabel goes, what the fuck? And you see Charles behind them from the kitchen just watching this all go down. And, you know, he says something and they turn around. Mabel goes, this is very progressive for the early 90s. You know, having a woman be a stunt double for a man. But let's be real. Most women take pain better than men. So, like, it, they're not going to get hurt or feel the pain as much as a man was. And a little bit more flexible. Not all women. Just putting that out there. Don't want to offend anyone. Um, <clears throat> Charles did mention he did some of his own stunts. He he rode a bike. And then there's another knock on the door. And it's Oliver this time. And as Jan opens the door, Oliver says, well, Bunny's a fuck face. And he realizes it was Jan that, in fact, opened the door. And he asked Jan, you know how she was doing, if her back bothered her. She says it feels better if she hunches, you know, cracking jokes. And he's got, like, one of those bellboy carts that, like, you'd get a, at a hotel. And he tells, or just says that <clears throat> Bunny has changed the locks, but let him grab a few things out of his apartment. And like I said, he's got like a bellman's cart full of his stuff. And he's still holding the box um, from the elevator. We don't know what's in this box, but he is gripping it like there is no tomorrow. Um, he now runs into Saz and, you know, looks at her and tells him he's had too much work done. And that's never a good thing to hear if someone runs into you and you've had plastic surgery. And then he sees Charles and he just looks back and forth and he asks if this is face off. When I hear face off, I think of the TV show that was on sci-fi where they did like the prosthetics. I really liked that show. But then I forget there was a movie with, um, who was in it? Was it John Travolta and Nicolas Cage? I think those are the two actors. I've never seen it. I'm not going to lie. I've never seen I've seen the TV show. I don't, I don't think I've seen the movie. Um, now they're going to go back through the evidence, quote unquote, to try and link or see if maybe Howard is the guy. I mean, he did. He was threatened by Tim with a gun about his cat getting into Tim's apartment. And as, you know, they're chatting about this, Charles and Saz both have, like, the same mannerisms, and they push their glasses up the bridge of their nose. And Saz um, interjects and brings up some good points, like motive. What is the motive? And if you look at, you know, how things went down, this looks like a crime of passion. He was drugged, and then he was shot. 
So in order to be drugged, this had to be a little bit premeditated because you needed to somehow get the drugs into Tim's system. Um, also brings up the suicide notes as well. Mabel wants her opinion on them. So she goes to ask Saz about them. Jan interjects that when she offered help, they just sent her home to be stabbed. But like, let's remember, Jan was, wasn't being helpful. She was just saying, maybe this person did it. What about that? Saz is actually giving like reasonable advice. Like this looks a lot like this. Look at that. Doesn't that, isn't that weird? And Jan was just like, what about Howard? And that's it. Like, okay. Um, Oliver says like, well, you know, Saz knows what she's talking about. She's been a stunt double, you know, and again, she's actually being helpful. Uh, Saz reads one of the quote unquote suicide notes and it says, I'm just tired of feeling lonely. And that's not what you would write to cover a suicide you would write like I want to die I want to end it you know various versions of that you might mention you were lonely but you would still mention like you wanted to you know off yourself um and this sounds more like a confection it sounds more like a confession like by an accidentally love law murder um Charles says you know she was always better than him. Mabel is impressed. And Oliver says, yeah, kind of. Saz ends up finding two, like, high boy glasses. And, you know, she gets a whiff of them and they smell like bourbon. You know, why would you have two glasses of bourbon? Must Obviously, there were two people. His lover, maybe. Um. Oliver's like, yeah, we found him. But when I saw him, it just, it made me thirsty. And as, you know, she's holding the glasses. By the way, she's not wearing any gloves. So she's getting her fingerprints all over him. Like, maybe you should be wearing gloves or holding them in a cloth or something. Because, like, you're contaminating evidence. But Sass says, you know, she bets if they got sent and tested it would come back with the same poison that killed Tim and if they find the person that was in love with Tim you'll probably find your murderer and Charles you know says they never found any evidence that Tim was seeing anyone you know they don't they don't get that and Sass goes on to point out that you know he never understood or he never had an understanding for passion and she looks at him like no offense because remember cookie and charles is offended and rightfully so sas goes on to say he's not a guy to let himself get swept away and you see oliver agreeing with that statement and charles is like who told you that did cookie tell you that you know, maybe it took the right person for him to understand passion. And he goes over to Jan and he's like, puts his hands on her shoulder and like goes to rub her back. And Jan is that person. Of course, he rubs her back and she's been stabbed and it kind of hurts. 
Oliver interjects that he loves all this, but um, he's currently homeless and he needs to beat Bunny at her own, at her own game. And he's going to do that at the building meeting that's about to be um, held. And they ask how you, or Oscar asks, how are you going to do that? And Oliver is like, I'm going to take back the story. I'm going to turn the negative spin around. You know, they are the he heroes of the building. You know, you could have been killed in your own apartment and no one would have known it. They brought light on the fact that Tim didn't kill himself. He was killed. You can thank us for that. Charles doesn't want to leave Jan to go to the meeting. Um, Saz offers to stay and watch her and help her. She looks at Charles and goes, like the old days. <laughs> wink, 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 wink. Jan reassures him, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. Nothing's going to happen. Um, so they all head down to the building meeting. Oscar in tow as well, along with like the big fucking box. There are cops everywhere questioning people. Um, Oscar's not a fan. He's been in jail for 10 years. There were cops everywhere. I'm sure it's a little too close to home still. Um, Charles says, like, you know, it should make everyone feel better. The pros are on it. And Oliver goes, the pros are the people who missed everything the amateurs found. You know, Oliver, Charles, and Mabel being the amateurs that have done seemingly more work than the NYPD has done for this case. Again, he's still holding that box. Is it a box of evidence? Um, Charles sees Howard, and he says he may go and hurt him. Or go and speak to him firmly. And then Oscar points out, like, you think Howard's the murderer? That dude's covered in cat hair. Which also brings up a good point. If Howard was the murderer, there probably... I mean, there was cat hair from Evelyn, but it just... They would have linked it better, possibly. Um, Bunny starts the meeting. She pretty much says to sit down and shut up. There are a couple things on her, like, docket list of things that need to be said. One is Tim's death is now ruled a homicide. It's no longer a suicide. And that one of you jerk offs did it, referring to her tenants. She's just, she's such a lovely woman. And that the tenants in 14C, 12E, and 10D have violated the privacy and home of the other people in the building making them characters in the podcast and she's referring to Oliver, Mabel, and Charles. Oliver stands up and he's saying, but we figured out that there's a murderer among us. Like, why are you doing this? And while he's doing that, he's wearing one of the tie-dye hoodies and it's got like the um the yellow crime scene tape on it and it says only murders in a building. I want one if Hulu, any execs from Hulu in the merch department are listening. 
um, you can slide into my my DMs on Instagram or, or Twitter. You have responded to me. So, like, just slide into the DMs. I'd, re- I'd really like a sweatshirt. I'll take any merch. Um, he goes on to say that the sweatshirt he is wearing is officially licensed merch and it's only $49.99. And then one of the neighbors stands up. I should really figure out this neighbor's name. It's uh, tall. I don't know if she, how tall she is, but it's an older white lady with like black rimmed glasses saying how she bought 12 pounds of brisket, but no one will come to her murder building. Because of, you know, Brazos and his, you know, well, she doesn't call him Brazos. She calls him Whitey. And, you know, what should she do with it? Charles stands up and says, make sandwiches. And goes on to say, how smart would it be for the murderer to investigate the murder? Referring to Charles being the murderer. Wouldn't that be a plot twist? I mean, I know who's done it. And if you're listening to this and haven't watched the so show and are watching as we go, you don't know who's done it yet, but I do. Then the building therapist stands up again and um, he's had four clients cancel on him. They're too scared to come to the building. It's, it's lost revenue. And another woman mentions that her kids are too scared to sleep in their own rooms. And now she's sharing a bed with people who are actively shooting themselves. But I just want to put this out there. Um, Anyone could shit themselves. Child or adult. We've all come close. Think about it. You don't have to admit it to me. But we all. um, Even in our adult life. Have come close to shitting our pants. Oliver then says. Sometimes you have to make a mess. To clean up one. And Charles is kind of mumbling, telling them, like, he's they're done. This is getting too messy. The podcast and the investigation are over. Um, he'll go and talk to them more in depth about it later. But he goes on to say it doesn't matter. And according to building bylaws, if eight or more tenants file complaint against another tenant, they can be evicted. And, you know... They've taken action on Oliver in Tendi, and she suggests she moves forward with 12E and 14C. And Mabel's like, you can't do that. My aunt lives there. And she's like, but you don't. So her aunt would still have her apartment, but Mabel would be asked to grass. So she goes to take a vote, and a lot of people are raising their hand. Um, Howard. Yes. That Howard speaks up, saying he's grateful for the fuckwads. You know, he's getting a toxicology done on Evelyn. Um, She was poisoned. And a lot of the neighbors all gasp. And he thinks it was the same poison that killed Tim. And he goes on to mention the missing leg that the killer tried to take off her body to cover their tracks when... We know it was Charles opening the freezer and trying to push Evelyn's frozen body back in and her leg just snapped off. Um, Bunny looks at Howard and tells him, you know, to pretty much shut the fuck up. He has six complaints against him from 
um, obnoxious gas and odor smells from his place. So he should keep his head down and put his hand up. And he does. And then Tim's neighbor, you know, kind of steps in a bit and tells Bunny to stop bullying her and using her New York co-op powers in this game. So Bunny takes a vote to for the three members of Murder, She Wrote. Not the name of the podcast. The only thing she could think of. Pretty funny. All in favor. Bunch of people raise their hands. She's going to start the paperwork. And then she looks at the crowd as she's about to leave. And if the murderer is there, she asks them to please stop murdering. Oliver tells them all will be fine when they... You know, solve the case. And, you know, Charles is telling him to stop with the fucking case. Mabel agrees with Oliver. If they find the murderer, the board will have to reconsider their evictions. And that that seems right. <sighs> Oscar says he's going to run errands rather than join them on the elevator. He probably doesn't want to be more guilty by association than he already is. Charles is a little angry, you know, his girlfriend got stabbed. He's now going to be losing his home, you know, what more could go wrong? Oliver says they do feel bad about Jan and they shouldn't have dismissed her ideas, um, Mabel says. Uh, Oliver also mentions the fans commented on her, comments on her have been surprisingly positive. Okay. Um, Charles just says he's done. He, you know, doesn't want to do dangerous things. That's why he had a stunt double on the set. And he, you know, doesn't like getting hurt. And Mabel and Oliver, you know, cause him to be surrounded by danger and pain. And Mabel says, you know, as opposed to nothing at all it was all an act and Charles goes ooh Mabel's back and you know she's 26 and has all the answers and Oliver looks at Charles and says you know to give the kid a break and Charles says you know she's not a kid they're just old um so like yeah and you know Charles should have known better you know or Oliver, Charles says to Oliver, you know, should have known better. He's always rushing into things. And this time he took two bodies with him and he brings up his splash production. And if you remember, like all the chorus boys jumped from the edge and landed like on the stage versus the pool he had put in. So he brings up splash and Oliver Putnam production. And Oliver is like, a little pissed but he's like that was a great callback but incredibly mean um charles tells oliver he wants all of his things out of his place along with the evidence um and then he looks at him and he's like he's not good at confrontation mabel you know looks at him a little sad and hurt you know, thinks he did well and that she's also 28. They exit the elevator. 
Um, he wants to be caring for Jan in his final days in his home for the last 30 years. And, you know, Jan is the last good thing in his life. So they uh, walk into his apartment and the three of them see Saz helping like take helping Jan take off her sweater. And we hear Oliver go, oh, mama. And Charles, you know, goes on to say took less than an hour kind of accusing them of what happened with Cookie. And, you know, Jan goes on to say she was just getting her bandage changed. And, you know, what did he think was happening? And now it's a little bit later, still back in Charles's place. Um, Jan asks him if, you know, he thought she would cheat on him with Saz. And he, you know, agrees and he thinks anyone that's great would, you know, cheat on him. Saz was always better at things than he was. And they even used Saz as his stunt double for sex scenes because his hip movements weren't natural either. And, you know, there were other reasons to also look elsewhere. Jan says she likes his hip movements. It keeps things a surprise. She's packing up her purse with like her various medications. She's um just going to go back to her place and you know, think about and practice for her big sh- solo tomorrow. She's got the bassoon solo in Stravinsky's Firebird, which is the music I played at the beginning of this episode. I love when I can pull from a reference. I love it. She goes on to say it's one of those rare pieces where first chair bassoon gets to shine. And um, Charles asks if it is safe. And she goes, is it safe? I'm a New York broad who's been stabbed. I can handle shit. And she can if she's been stabbed in what looks like the kidney area, kidney liver area. Yeah. He apologizes. And, um, you know, Jan says she's sorry for Bunny and brings up maybe Bunny's the killer. And she's trying to throw them off. And Jan's like, oh, my God, I can't stop. And Charles is like, yeah, I know the feeling. Um, He asks her if he can can see her play tomorrow. He's never seen her play. She'd rather he didn't would make her too nervous, you know, not seeing her at her best. And he agrees. He gets it. And now it's panning over the building. Um, We hear bassoon music playing. It's Jan. We see Mabel in her aunt's apartment in bed. You know, Oscar is asleep in the bed with her. She's laying on her side, looking through the taken apart wall. Oliver's laying on her couch. And um, he looks up, looks at her, and asks her not to do anything. And she says it'll be hard. It's a pretty arousing setup. Oliver then kind of gives her a look and he pulls his eye mask down over his eyes and kind of like rolls over to make himself comfortable on this couch. Um, it's now the next morning. 
Oliver kind of groans himself awake to get off the couch, and he said it's going to take a while. Uh, Mabel gets up, notice Oscar isn't there, um, or wakes up to Oscar kissing her because he's no longer in bed. She notices he's wearing a suit. He's looking really good. He says, you know, an innocent man would have his shirt tucked in. She agreed. Um, he's wearing the suit because he's going to go meet with a premature balding lawyer about his case. And as he leaves, Oliver wishes him luck. And he goes, Oliver goes on to say Charles is not out. He's not out of the podcast. He's not out of the investigation. They just need to solve the case. Um, and Mabel says it's how Tim gets justice. It's how they get to keep their apartments. And Oliver says that that's the final episode of his dream. And it's better than the jinx guy confessing in the pisser. I don't know what that reference means. And uh, Oliver's thinking about, you know, Pataki's scorn lover idea. And um, I forget who mentions it, but one of them says that, you know, Tim's lover might not be a woman. And, you know, they need to look back at his sex toys. Maybe they'll reveal something. And there was a specific cat toy you just need to remember. And then Oliver goes on to say a bunch of pronouns. He, him, his, she, her, hers. You know, they, them, theirs. She, they, he, they. You know, you never know. And he's holding the weird sex toy. And Mabel goes, all she knows that that goes in a hole somewhere. And she she's not wrong. And that they need to go back to the very beginning. So it flashes back um, to like the first episode. And Mabel saying, you know, she entered the elevator with two weirdos rocking an awesome yellow fur coat. And Oscar goes, very popular. Then it's mentioned Tim got on the elevator with a bag of trash. He was on the phone at the same time talking about the package. And Oscar, or not Oscar, Oliver mentions, you know, they had a cool connection about her beats. And, you know, we see him ask her if she likes them. and You know, there's a little smirk between them. And he left the elevator with the trash bag. Um, and we see that it's zooming in on, like, the handles of the trash bag and they're blue. Which causes Mabel to look at the trash bags in front of them. And the bags from his apartment had orange straps. But the trash he's holding had blue straps. So Oliver brings up the fact that was this his lover's trash? Um, they need to go and interview his neighbor. And... Maybe they'll know if they saw someone with him. Oliver thinks it's a brilliant idea. We're now with Charles. He's making one of his egg omelets. Pataki comes in and checks on him. You know, she's sorry for upsetting him. You know, she wasn't making a move on his girlfriend again. And she takes his egg and she says, that which can be stolen can be stolen. And she's talking about Cookie and 
cookie left her after 20 years for another man and she didn't see it coming. Also referring to Charles didn't see it coming. And that they both deserve someone like Jan. She asks him if he's going to go to the concert. And he mentions he's not going. You know. He feels that she might be pulling away from him. And um, Saz goes on to say she spent 20 years getting down his mannerisms. His, you know, speech patterns. His gait. And... She goes on to say she could never understand how someone as wonderful as him could think so little of himself. And that Jan is the girl for him. So as much as Saz's pulls Charles's leg, she knows that Jan is the one for him. And, you know, she, she goes on. He's sitting there with his stunt double and his melancholy omelette. And he realizes if he gets ready, he might be able to make it. So we now see Oscar and Mabel knocking on um, Mrs. Adoko's door, Tim's neighbor. And they they apologize, you know, for all that's happened. And they want to know if they could ask a couple questions. And she's like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. They ask him. They ask her, you know, if Tim had a girlfriend or was seeing anyone. She also says, like, you're doing a better job than the police are. I'll answer your questions. And she goes on to say that she never saw anyone with Tim or entered Tim's apartment, but she sure as shit heard him because they were loud. And uh, he may, she may have never seen the woman, but Tim knew what he was doing. And she looks a little taken back and like kind of turned on that Tim was so good at whatever he was doing. Tim probably had better hip movement than Charles is probably what it was. That's what I'm thinking. We now see Charles at the concert. Um, and now we're back with, you know, Oliver and Mabel. They never found anything that pointed to a girlfriend except for like the engagement ring they found in his apartment. And it wasn't, you know, the right ring where they looking at the wrong ring so they go back to that box of sex toys and you know they pulled out that weird cat like toy that looks like um, a sex toy and you know they said obviously she liked to be a cat and oliver takes it and whips it around and he he reads the label and it says exotic instruments and oliver looks to mabel and says someone young should google that should look into it so she goes to look it up and now we're at the concert with Charles and Jan and um, he's seated next to a young man and he points over at Jan and he says, that's my girlfriend. I'm here to see her play. And the young man next to him goes, me too. My girlfriend's a prodigy. And then the, um, I can't think of the name, the person that like in, the instructor, is that what they're called? The person that like makes sure. You know, they stay on beat and in tune. That person there gets in front of the audience and tells them, you know, they're playing the special piece by Stravinsky and introduces the youngest bassoonist, you know, that's ever played. And we see Charles's face change. 
Allison Tipton, you know, this young woman walks out. We can assume that this is this this is this young man's girlfriend. And at the same time, it's back to <clears throat> Oliver and Mabel and Exotic Instruments sells musical instruments. And that item that they found is a bassoon cleaner. And now we're back to the concert. Jan looks a little annoyed as young Allison is walking out. Charles's face looks a little uh, worried and his nose starts bleeding because he knows Jan has lied. And I, I think from here we can all assume we know uh, who's Tim's girlfriend is, who's probably the killer. Is, is Charles sleeping with the killer? Has the killer been under their nose the whole time? I don't know. You're going to have to watch episode 10 and come back and listen to this episode. And we, we can talk. We can talk all about it. Um, I would like to thank you for getting this far into this episode. I know my voice sounds a little hoarse. It's early in the morning when I decided to record it. That's when I find I do my best work. So thank you again for listening. Um, this podcast is available wherever you may listen to podcasts. If you could rate, like, and review it, that would be amazing. Um, you can follow something about on Instagram. It's something.about.podcast. You can follow myself on Instagram at S-C-H-L-E-Y underscore guy on Instagram. I'm also on Twitter. Um, I'm going to mention again, only murders in the building responded to a tweet I put out there. So like, we're getting there. We're going places. I'm going to keep manifesting this shit. That would be amazing. Um, I'm not quite sure how to manifest, but I'm going to try it. I'm willing to try. Let's get this out there. Let's get only murders to see it. The people behind it, Steve Martin, Selena Gomez. We'll figure out how to get it to Martin Short himself. Um, thank you again for listening. And uh, I can't wait for the next episode. Can you? Oh, my God. We're so close to the end. Um, thanks. Bye.